And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. Welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen. Hello, screeners. Alan Mahana here. Today is Saturday, October 27th, and here we are ending another week filled with happenings across the film and serialized content industries. With Luke Cage and Iron Fist canceled last week, the Netflix MCU fans continue to fear the worst for their favorite heroes and anti-heroes. More rumors arise regarding Disney's plans for their streaming service, including shows centered around some of the already established MCU heroes. December seems to be the possible date for the Avengers 4 trailer, or so say the little birds floating around. And the most worrying news of them all is that legendary composer John Williams was hospitalized earlier this week. And we here at Script to Screen send out our thoughts and prayers to the Williams family and hope that he recovers in the best way possible. All this and more on this brand new episode of Script to Screen that I, of course, cannot do alone without the solo to my Chewbacca, Hod Solo. Hey, hey there, buddy. How are you today? Oh, I am doing grand. Great, great, great. It's it's a, another full of action, full of news, full of, you know, adventure uh, stories on Script to Screen. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, definitely very, very interesting. Uh, there's so much much to cover today. Uh, We have a fantastic guest coming up in the next segment. Uh, One of the representatives from the Maskoon Film Festival, which is a uh, fantasy and horror film festival that um, occurs here in Lebanon uh, annually. Um, But first, first. We have something new. We have a very new thing this week. Yeah. It is not a movie of the week, nope. but a TV show of the week. It is a TV we show. We are expanding. Of the week. Yeah, we, we are, are. expanding. Um, I cannot wait to do this because this is going to be interesting. This is going to be fun. Um, we're going to do the same thing that we do every week. Absolutely. We're going to dig deep. We're going to talk about this TV show. Or is it serialized content? Yeah, serialized uh, content. Uh, content. Um, we are going to be covering the one and only season three of. Netflix's Daredevil. Daredevil. So without much further ado, here we go. The TV show of the week, Netflix's Daredevil. Because I've tried to make this city a better place. I will tell the world who you really are. Someone who's now showing his true colors. Sometimes you may have to hurt one person since a greater good. The city needs a new villain. According to eyewitnesses, the brutal attack has been carried out by none other than Daredevil. Wow. Here we go. Wow. Here we go. What an epic third season it was. What a good show. What a fantastic show. Amazing. Amazing. What a great comeback from yeah. season two. That was not that. I mean, it was good, but it, it wasn't, wasn't as, as great yeah. as the, the first, first season. season. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people keep saying, I, I keep seeing this everywhere, uh, that, that, um, 
season uh, three uh, started off slow. I don't know what people, no. I, I, I don't see where they're seeing that. Um, I love the pacing of this season, yeah. honestly. Um, okay, so so let's dig right in. Let's. Um, do, do you want, do you want to kind of uh, th- start off? Why not? Why not? I mean, this show was truly fantastic. I had a blast watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't stop watching. Like the times I had to leave the house, I would be super like angry because I wanted to know what was going to happen. So as you said, people were saying that it kicks off slowly. I don't think so. It's uh, There's very good character development in, oh, in the so show. so much character development. So they're layered, they're structured, they're very interesting characters. And unlike most uh, Netflix shows, specifically within the MCU, what I liked is that there are 13 episodes and each episode serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. other uh, se- uh, uh, series, excuse me, sometimes you just think, why did they, they could have shortened it to eight episodes. Mm-hmm. No, the 13 episodes work. Uh, is, there, is there a specific uh, series that you're, you're, you're well, thinking Luke, of? And- Luke Cage, Iron Fist was oh, okay. a, bit, okay. a bit too long. Jessica Jones was a bit too long. As this, well. oh, this, okay. this worked perfectly oh, for, for absolutely. me. Oh, absolutely. I thought, yeah. And, 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 uh, the performances I, oh. I cannot but praise every single performances absolutely from, from foggy to karen page to kingpin kingpin uh, vincent uh, d'onofrio man what what a fantastic villain he's in the ranks of loki and uh, thanos uh, thanos on uh, the mcu scale for me yeah for he's, me for, for me he's like the, the heath ledger's joker yeah. in dark knight yeah. kind of memorable epic uh, um uh, kind of villain yeah. i i love that uh, for me what what worked so well with fisk was um the fact that he really doesn't seem like a villain he doesn't play off like a villain true um and, and this is all thanks to the fact that uh, season three is very much like a political thriller. Yeah. Like it's a political conspiracy thriller, um, uh, more so than it is a superhero mm-hmm. show um, because of the conspiracy that plays on. I don't want to spoil too much yeah. in case there aren't, there, there are people that still have not seen the third season. Uh, for me, it reminded me a lot. And I told you this, it reminded me a lot of Captain America Winter, Winter yeah. Soldier, just the mood and, and the way things play off against Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, they took the concept of Dare, of, of Matt Murdock uh, fighting his inner demons quite yeah. literally in the show. I mean, he was literally facing off against Daredevil, uh, which is which is a very interesting uh, um, visualization of True. of uh, what's what's happening internally. Um, I loved that we got so much backstory uh, to Karen. Uh, we saw Foggy's family. Yeah. We saw Agent uh, Poindexter's past in a beautiful sequence. Yes, that was very interesting. Um, I, I love that. I love that they expanded past just uh, uh, Matt Murdock. And we saw Sister Maggie's yeah. uh, um, and, and um I'm sorry, backstory. I'm just going to c- cut you off, but... Uh, Wow, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, oh no, oh, oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, so I love that there was like a macro story arc, but then there was there was also a micro story arc, which yep. dealt more with the theme of the show, which I felt was like redemption, uh, you know, forgiving the past, um, you know, accepting flaws and mm-hmm. accepting that you are imperfect. Yep. Um, 
you know, another thing that I, I want to applaud uh, is the 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 fearlessness in the screenwriting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very fearless. Yeah. They were tackling biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the story of Job was mentioned. Uh, again, themes of forgiveness, prayer, prayer. Yeah. So much prayer in this season. And, and uh, seeing it in something like Daredevil for me, you know, fine they may do it in the comics yeah. but but um in a visual medium i wasn't expecting them mm-hmm. to go that far um but i love that yeah. for me uh, it was such an extra beautiful layer uh narratively speaking yeah i remembered what i wanted to okay. say when you were talking about all the characters mm-hmm. what i really liked is that yes the 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 hero the star is daredevil but there are a lot of episodes where you don't see him that much you barely which is see nice, Murdoch because yeah. you're, you're truly focusing on the ensemble the whole characters the whole team and and that was fantastic and there were some episodes which had which had specific scenes which were breathtaking like uh the the, the origin of point dexter yeah, yeah, yeah. or that in, in episode four and i think we've talked about this that 15 minute prison it's a 10 minute long take prison it is uh, fight incredible. sequence and it keeps you on your toes you it cannot is breathe so yes. so good it is, it is so good wow and what i loved about it is that they look in the first season it was that hallway sequence yeah. right in the second season it was the staircase yes this season not only is it Longer than the other yeah. two seasons, but it's also in a prison. In a prison, and to make matters more complicated, he is not wearing anything but his face. Yeah, no masks, no nothing. Which basically means this was one heck of a challenging sequence. It was hard to, to do shoot, because you couldn't. I mean, the switching between stunt double and actual um, uh, Charlie Cox, yeah. like. That had to be so smartly done, mm-hmm. so subtly done. I noticed it in a few places mm-hmm. where you could tell that, okay, this is where the switch is yeah. going to happen, but it's, you're still along for the but ride. You're just, in it. you're just enjoying it. It yeah. is so intense. I mean, this season had some seriously really good fight sequences. Absolutely. You had that... Um, the highway sequence, the shootout with yeah. Agent Nadim. You had the the um, at the journal uh, uh, at the bulletin. You had that fight sequence, yeah. and then the prison sequence, and then the the final episode was uh, massive. Was, it was, was incredible. So good. Yeah, it was. was so so good. I thought this season visually was also fantastic. Yeah. The lighting in the church and the mosaics and the ugh. Just beautiful, beautiful. And there was a lot of usage of red, yes. if you noticed. Well, of course. They're, uh, they're well, yeah. But I mean, still, it's it's yeah. still beautiful to see when filmmakers really, again, vision. You know, they yeah. really uh, work out and they how, go, you know, how yeah, you're, you're, you're getting that together. Yeah, and, and, they, and the details. I love the attention to details in every single thing they do. And that's what I appreciate a lot in filmmaking or... or, or series making it mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. in this case they went through the trouble of expanding on the characters they went through the trouble of writing an excellent script they went through the trouble of filming some choreographed fight sequences which were beyond incredible which you might not even find in movies nowadays mm-hmm. no no they really worked hard on this this show and it shows mm-hmm. and i do hope that this show will survive because with the whole dilemma. Yeah, we're going to talk of, about that a yeah. little later. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole entire dilemma with Netflix and Disney and yeah. where that's going and with already Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist getting canceled, it, it, it is cause for worry. Worrisome, it definitely yeah. is cause for worry. Um, 
I mean, I, I just love this season. Yeah. I absolutely loved this season. You and I kind of disagree on that last uh, teaser Which I don't think we, we can, we can talk about. No, we can't, but no. uh, we, we slightly disagree. No. I liked it. It didn't bother me as much, but it bothered you. I, I thought I found it a bit forced. That's, okay. that's what I'll say. When people will watch it, they'll... Maybe. Maybe the final shot yes. is forced, but yes. everything before then, those are a bunch of Easter eggs yeah. because of the, 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 yeah. that one particular character that has to do with other MCU characters, yes. the link between them. I mean, it, we can't spoil. I'm so sorry. It's very hard to talk um, about when you, when you can't say what's going to happen. Yeah. But I mean, again, very well done Netflix, very well done yeah. Marvel. Uh, great job. Great, great, great for the entire, entire team, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Um, beautiful. Uh, 13 hours of, of serialized content. Excellent. For sure. Material. And for someone who doesn't binge, I, I binged the heck out you, of this you show. You not not binge. <laughs> yeah, you really could not. Here we go. Yeah. Our first guest uh, uh, of the show. Yes. Uh, today's show. First segment. Well, obviously today's show. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a fantastic representative from uh, the Maskoon Film Festival, um, which I, I believe opens its doors next week. Yes, on Halloween. On. Ooh. I mean, nice. could you have picked a better marketing <laughs> date? I don't think so. Um, Antoine, you, you, you're coming back now. This is the second time you've been on the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the first time you you guys came, it was for um, we came for Abut Productions for Abut Productions in general. It was you yeah. and Miriam, correct? Yes, yeah. Right. Um, and now you're back to to so that we can talk about the Maskun Film Festival. Yeah, exactly. This is the uh, which edition? The third third, third edition, correct? Um, okay. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, history? as to how the Maskun Film Festival came to be, um, and then uh, maybe some highlights over the, the you know, first, second, first and second uh, editions um, so that we can get people to know how it came to be, why it exists. Um, I yeah. love that it exists, actually, because we don't have a lot of genre stuff in True. this country. Um, but why don't you go ahead and, and take us through that? Yes, uh, actually, we were big fans of genre movies, obviously, and... Um, we wanted to do this as like uh, our fun project, and uh, it's uh, the only fantastic film festival in the entire region, uh, in uh, the Middle East. And we launched it the first year, and uh, we got a lot of excitement from everyone, including mm -hmm. international uh, guests, international festivals, uh, and everyone thought like this was an essential um, festival to exist in this region. So because we're, our background is uh, film production, we're starting to push toward uh, the creation of more genre movies mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. from Lebanon mostly and then from the Arab world, obviously. Uh, so we are doing a lot of panels, uh, talks, um, some a bit of industry uh, debates and everything. Uh, and then we're selecting movies from that uh, the choice of movies is to pick a movie from different countries all over the world, mm -hmm. from different genres, and that these movies would feel different than the other, at the same time have like this subtle uh, like, uh, subtext about uh, political or, okay. or, or social and everything. Like it's kind of genre that tells you something more. Okay, and, and obviously the, the festival's grown 
a little every single edition, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is growing. It's still the same uh, construction, but we're like expanding. Last year we had like a, this big concert with uh, bringing Fabio Frizzi, which is a co- wow. composer of Lucio Fulci's uh, Italian movies. Mm-hmm. And he did like the beyond uh, live uh, scoring of the film at Music Hall. Oh, uh, wow, that's awesome. Well, that was a big, too big so <laughs> <laughs> for a second edition. So, um, so what, are, what are some of the topics that you guys are going to tackle this year? Um, because I, I do know that you have um, something called the Alba debates happening mm-hmm. or a few debates happening at, at uh, Alba University. Can you kind of uh, explain what those are? Because they do they start before the festival does? I, I felt like the dates happen a little earlier. Am I wrong in this? No, no actually, the festival launches on the 31st with an opening movie. Okay. And then on the 1st... The first, okay. Before the festival starts at Metropolis, before it starts at night, at we night. have okay. like from 9.30 to uh, 5.00 p.m. Uh, debates in Alba with all our guests. And uh, it's open to everyone, not only students, uh, also professionals. And it's going to have feature our guests and people from the Lebanese uh, industry of cinema. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the rise of Arab genre. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, the importance of horror cinema. Mm-hmm. And its political uh, aspect. And oh, oh, that's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about uh, 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 film restoration and the importance of film heritage. That's nice. okay. So that's, I mean, that's two topics that have at least really captivated <laughs> yeah. my interest. You know, the, the political, political part. Have, the yeah. political part of horror is is something that piqued my interest. But then also film restoration. Yeah, definitely. there's this um, there's this beautiful documentary that I've seen. It's called These Amazing Shadows, and it's all about how the U.S. went through and is still currently going through uh, restoring some of their old films because mm-hmm. when the studios w- were first making movies, they weren't taking care of their archives as as they should mm-hmm. have, and I think. For us in Lebanon, where we don't know how to take care of anything when it comes to our head, yeah, (laughs) when it comes to our heritage, I think this is extremely an extremely important conversation uh, when it comes to cinema. How did you have any questions? Yeah, so so who are some of the guests that people can catch at the panel at Alba? Yeah, uh, the guests will be available everywhere between yeah. screenings. You can meet them and talk to them. We'll have like our jury is composed for the short films. We yeah. have a short film competition uh, for Lebanese film. Our jury is composed from uh, Gérald Duchossois, which is like the head of Cannes Classics. Okay. Wow. Um, Mike Hostin, which, which is uh, the director of the CGS Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And the Nicole Mac controversy, which is like the head of programming of Boston Underground wow. Okay. Wow. Festival. We have Alexandre Philippe, which is a Swiss director who did, um, he's going to present his documentary 7852, which is mm-hmm. like about the shower scene in Psycho. It's, oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, at Sundance. And then he's going to do like a big uh, Hitchcock masterclass at Metropolis. Yeah, I, wow. I remember I saw something about a, a Hitchcock uh, a masterclass and yeah. then you, you just mentioned it because I'm a huge Hitchcock, Hitchcock fan. <laughs> like I love Hitchcock. And we have uh, two f- uh, filmmakers, which is um, Abdel Hamid Bouchna who did the first Tunisian horror movie mm. that premieres at the Critics Week in Venice uh, okay. last September. Okay. And um, Damien Unouri, who did uh, a mid mid-length uh, film uh, from G- Algeria. Like it's a rape and revenge fantasy film called Kandil. It was uh, in Cannes a couple of years ago. Oh, um, okay. Interesting. Um, so... Uh, the, the fil- Essentially, the films that are going to be screened... Um, uh, 
come from again the MENA region itself, correct? Or, or is it gl- a global a global filmmakers? No, it's international. It uh, is international. Yeah. Okay, like we have the short film competition for Lebanese films. Okay, and then we have uh, the usual like it's a bit of the best genre films from all over the world. Okay, uh, in our lineup, for example, most of these films are really recent, so. People maybe don't know all of them. Okay. But for example, there are three films that are selected uh, by their own countries to represent them uh, for the Oscars for next year. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Burning from South Korea and mm-hmm. uh, The Guilty, the opening mm-hmm. film from Denmark and Border from Sweden. Okay. Um, this is, it's kind of outside of the festival, this question, but what is the, um, cause you said a lot of people in Lebanon were excited about Maskun, um, and it's kind of like it's promotion of genre films. What has it been like watching genre films in Lebanon? Like, cause I feel like we already have a lot of issues when it comes to films and how they're executed. You know, we, we do have uh, good films that are getting made. And then we have those, uh, you know, the very commercial, mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't, I would don't even want to give commercial that bad of a, a, a reputation. But, um, when it comes to genre, are we seeing good Lebanese genre films? Oh, not yet. It's, it's a bit too early for okay. that because, uh, people still don't understand really the importance and uh, the meaning of how to use genre. And this is what we're pushing for. So basically this year we have a Midlands film that you probably saw guys already. Uh, it's Last Days of the Man of Tomorrow by mm-hmm. Fadi Baki, which is a brilliant uh, film that uses genre to talk about the memory of uh, Lebanon and its country. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're showing it uh, also. So so even in the short films, we're, not, we're still not seeing people really under understanding the concept of genre and how it's used uh, in the short films there are like honest attempts to do that okay and uh, the form and the style is up there okay but the content is still needs to be worked on okay so then what what would be some because like you you know you you come from a boot production so you're from a production company so what what are some pieces of advice you would give to filmmakers who want to maybe attempt a, a genre film what are some of the things that y- you think they should pay attention to when they're you know working or developing such ideas or such concepts oh uh, it's like it's it's about treat it like you treat a normal movie yeah. Because when you do a drama, you just tackle frontally your subject. Mm-hmm. And when you do a comedy, you just do it for laughs and everything. But genre, you can tackle the same uh, frontal subject as the drama, but make it more subtle, hide it, make it more complex and more exciting. And we are like a virgin territory to explore in genre. And yeah, we're like I mean, a country that has a history of violent history. There's a lot of... Uh, things, dramas, problems, and everything that you can take and then and put, mold into, mold uh, into yeah, a genre yeah, and yeah. put the layer on it. And then people who want to analyze and understand and discuss film will be able to get that. And then people who want to enjoy a movie just for its story mm-hmm. will get the other aspect from it. I think genre can shake up a bit Arabic cinema in general. I, I would but, agree. But do you think, again, this is a fo- kind of a follow-up question to what Alan was saying, that censorship, which we've been seeing a lot recently in those genre movies, uh, how big of an issue is it and how much of a barrier is it for these filmmakers? I mean, censorship is still going to be there. So so you have to like play around it like you do it in other films. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
violence, uh, horror is not usually something that gets censored. Like, you know the, the rules, like you don't go into religion, you don't go into right. explicit yeah. uh, sex and everything, and then you're okay. Mm -hmm. But then I don't believe people should, should auto-censor themselves. They should do the film they want to do, and then if it needs to be censored, then they'll deal with it mm -hmm. at the time. But if you do a, a good movie, it's not a movie that you're targeting the really small Lebanese um, audience. I mean, yeah. you're, you're intended to do a movie that targets the whole the world. Whole world. So, so this is why I don't think censorship is something people should Worry. really be too scared of. Okay. But just don't go and do stuff you know you're going to be censored, yeah. like, uh, you, you know, where you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't go into the extremes. You don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine, why don't we really quickly go through the, uh, the you know, the, the who, what, where, and how of the festival real quick, just to remind our audience uh, where they can go to access the films or if they need to purchase tickets or et cetera, et cetera, um, just so that that is out there and that is clear when the festival starts, when it ends, mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. Well, the festival starts 31 October, and it closes on November 4 with a cine concert by Film Restoration uh, expert Serge Bromberg, who's gonna do a Retour de Flamme, which is a cine concert like, where he's gonna pick a selection of short films he he restored and play piano and tell you the story of the films. And the uh, tickets are on sale already at Metropolis for the festival. Uh, individual tickets, festival pass, and uh, cine concert tickets are available starting today. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Fantastic. Well, if you guys want to enjoy uh, a few days of genre films and some great masterclasses and debates, make sure you check out the Mescun Film Festival and go to Metropolis Cinema uh, to purchase either your festival pass or your individual passes. Antoine, thank you so much thank for you. coming back thank and, you for and being shedding here. light on, on the Mescun Film Festival. I'm sure you and Miriam will be back on the show eventually. <laughs> you always have stuff to talk about and we're, we're, we love collaborating with you guys because uh, I love Aboot Productions is causes a hundred percent you know uh, promoting of, of independent Lebanese cinemas is something that we really need so yeah. thank you so much best of luck with the festival and I'm sure it's going to be another hit and the news keeps rolling in the news the news the news so much stuff a lot a lot of a lot so of, much say stuff. something bad there's so much stuff to the point where we finally have a news story that pits Mr. Solo and Mr. Chewbacca. <laughs> on two ends. On two ends of the spectrum uh, with complete disagreement. Uh, uh, not, I mean, it's not that drastic, but, um, you know, those moments are rare on this show. And this is why we, we savor them yeah, oh so much. The debate is always fun. The, the conversation is, is nice. The conversation is nice, but the debate creates good, uh, good uh, uh, show material. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So here is the first, uh, our focus uh, story uh, um, of this segment. Um, as you can tell, the more we grow with the show, the more everything becomes organized and everything has a label and, mm -hmm. you know. So this is the uh, uh, focus story of, of uh, this segment. And it is the headline, uh, Disney is considering a reboot of the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise. So without... Johnny Depp, uh, without the character of Jack Sparrow, um, and with the writers from Deadpool. Yes. Um, so. Go for it. 
<clears throat> Should we start with me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I am completely against this idea so much. Um, for me, the franchise is done. Like, that's it. You got, I mean, Disney had its time with Pirates of the Caribbean, um, but it's done. We've said, we, we, you, you know, they've told five stories with this film. Slowly, the box office numbers have, have you know, fizzled. Um, and they weren't all on par with the first film, which is, for me, True. still one of the best, uh, uh, not one of the, but the best Pirates of the Caribbean entry. Um, I also believe that Pirates of the Caribbean is now way bigger than the franchise. It is Jack Sparrow because Jack Sparrow is for me in, in Pirates of the Caribbean, that character has become so iconographical that when you think Pirates of the Caribbean, think Jack Sparrow, you don't think Will, you don't think uh, Elizabeth, you don't think anybody else. True. It's Jack Sparrow. Um, it's like saying Star Wars without thinking Vader or without thinking Luke or Leia or Han. Um, and, and that for me, you know, it, it, the, the evidence is clear with the, with the new Star Wars films that, it doesn't always work when you take these characters completely out of it. Yes, you can tell good stories, but they're not always as successful. Um, and I believe that the universe of Pirates of the Caribbean at this point belongs to the fans. You can jump in with a rebuttal. I have mm -hmm. more points to say, yep. but you know, you get your piece and then we'll jump back and, and I'll say some stuff. Absolutely. Whatever. Look, look. Um, you're right about Johnny Depp. I agree. I believe he was Oscar nominated for the first film. Uh, but for me, it's not a problem. I think I've always loved pirates. I've always loved these kinds of stories. Sure. Forget pirates of the Caribbeans, but I'm talking about like pirates in general. And we don't have enough pirate films. Yeah. The only sure. things we've watched for the past, uh, let's say, 10 years or since the first one came out Super has been hero. has been pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. There, there yeah. No, so why not? Dig deeper into this, if you want, universe with new characters, with new stories, with new adventures. There doesn't have to be uh, links to the original story. It can take place within, you know, the ocean and, and the islands and, and with these pirates stealing chests uh, with the pirates and army mighties. Uh, you know, it could be fun. And with the writers of Deadpool, I think they can bring that kind of wit uh, to new characters that we will love and enjoy. Uh, you're right. The franchise as it is right now with this cast, I think finito, capiche, done, no more. But I do think that there is an option of doing more pirate movies, seeing different storylines, different stories, different things, more adventures. The, as, as a kid, I used to read a lot of pirate books left and right, and, and they were fun. So, so why not? I mean, I'm, I'm not against the idea. But, but, but okay, so, but, but here's the thing, though. Like, uh, just the, but it's, it's like, ah, I can't even, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Um, um, but why not tackle just like something completely new? Why does it have to be Pirates of the Caribbean? I, I'm at a point with Disney where I'm just like, you, you guys need to step away. You know, you need to listen to Kylo Ren. And let the past die. <laughs> Ignore, forget the past. If you're ever going to grow and become the Disney that you were meant to become. At this point, they're relying too much on, on the past. And if they want to reboot a Pir Pirates of the Caribbean, don't reboot it almost a year after you just released a movie with Jack Sparrow, with Will and Elizabeth, and you ended it in a, in a way that is a cliffhanger almost. You, 
you know, like if they're if they if they just hire the writers, that means in in two years they're gonna probably release a new one, a new one, which basically means that um um it's been four years since. The last Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not enough time for a reboot. This is what annoyed me in the superhero genre. This is what annoyed me with the Spider-Mans. Like, we didn't, I mean, we got, like, uh, Tobey Maguire, then there was, like, a big gap, and then you got the Amazing Spider-Man. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then the Disney-Fox yeah. deal happened, or not Fox, Sony, Sony uh, deal happened, and then almost, like, a year later, we got Homecoming. And it was just, like, we didn't even mourn Andrew Garfield. Not that we needed to mourn Andrew Garfield. But yeah, but, but look at what, what happened with Homecoming. It was successful. It I'm was, not saying that it wasn't, but so, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's, it's, a, it's a little too much too soon. I, I don't have an issue with the time. Maybe maybe it's because I'm not a very hardcore fan of the, the franchise. I haven't seen all of them. I've seen like three maybe of... Uh, so maybe I'm not that attached uh, as much as you are. Yeah, I mean, I've seen every single one. I mean, I did enjoy Johnny Depp in the movie, and I know he's... The, initially, he wasn't the, the, the big star in the film. It was Will, and it was... Uh, yeah, it was Orlando Bloom and, and, and Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, and he was a supporting character. And then, bye-bye Orlando, bye-bye Kira, and hello Johnny. And he made it successful, and he made a character that we can love. But I do believe that, again, you can create new characters that are as fun... Uh, that have different uh, stories and different uh, backstories and are layered and uh, again infinite adventures on uh, on sea on on ships so with rum I don't like it arg all right it's okay um I, okay I mean I am I am extremely hesitant uh, about accepting this um it doesn't make me too happy uh but i guess we'll again as as we normally do with, with these with these topics we'll just have to wait and see absolutely wait and see and see Arr. Arr. drink up my heart is your host see i can't i can't it's jack sparrow man it's jack sparrow it's a pirate's life uh for me <laughs> um okay <laughs> in uh, in other I, I guess we're done yeah we'll we'll say that this uh, will cease fire at this point i mean there was no never fire it was just a friendly friendly uh, debate a friendly debate friendly non toxic conversation exactly it wasn't toxic absolutely um, you have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> I hate you <laughs> draw your sword now <laughs> um, okay so in other news um, Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed until yeah. summer of 2020 um now, rumors regarding this delay, uh, I just read uh, read this. Uh, there are rumors regarding this delay because they're, they're working on restructuring the narrative in one way or another mm -hmm. to kind of let it be the flashpoint entry. Okay. I did not read that. Which is extremely confusing considering flashpoint has to do with the Flash and not Wonder Woman. Yeah, but maybe he'll travel back to 1984 and... Pop up from at the end of the movie or something. I don't know. It's, what, it's, what I what I had read initially is that, which I think is BS, honestly, that they wanted to release the movie uh, at the, the time same slot time that as was the released. first. Yeah. Which I I don't think so. That's they're they're more, getting I mean, their, their stuff together. Whatever they're doing, I think it's with the whole cancellation of Superman and yeah, Batman and Batman. I think they're reorganizing themselves. So yeah. whether it is a flashpoint entry or it is doing something else, they do have to. This character is a character people loved and enjoyed. Yeah, as for a Wonder sure. Woman, and for I don't sure. think she's going anywhere. No, uh, uh, there's not going to be a recasting or anything. They're going to keep using Gal Gadot, and uh, 
So so they're they're figuring out what to do next, especially with the whole Aquaman film coming out mm-hmm. in November. So that's another character they're going to see. It's they're going to be gonna testing be the waters. Oh, nice! <laughs> and we'll see Jack Sparrow. No, no, okay, no, 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 no. But you, you you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I I do I do. Um, uh, you know uh, I'm hoping that all of these switcheroos and and all this organization that DC is doing and the um you know that I think we spoke about this the last time that's a like full on reboot that they're yeah. doing of the worlds of DC. Um, I hope that this is a step in the right direction. I hope that um, that they do get to a point where they fix the mess that they've made from the DC films. Mm-hmm. I know the Titans TV sh- TV series, um, which a- had a lot of people hesitant in the beginning, has a pretty decent score on Rotten Tomatoes now. Yeah, it's like at 83, 84%. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the first two episodes First one was very rocky. I was like, okay, nope, this is another Suicide Squad shamble. I watched episode two. Better. Huge, immensely better. Okay. Um, a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the character Robin actually speaks to Alfred, and it's like, it's like it digs a lot deeper, and mm-hmm. the acting gets a lot better, and the situation fixes itself. It's just a really choppy first first episode. Okay, um, but I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to see what where it moves from there, mm-hmm. um, which apparently it does get a lot better and it does justice to the Teen Titans, to the league, <laughs> to the Teen League. Um, continuing on with uh, uh, you know superheroes, uh, Disney, Fox, and you know what have you. Um, not only is are there are there rumors surrounding uh, Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix, uh, and and uh, you know the possibility that it'll be the first Fox Disney Film. release, which is what we've been thinking it was going to be with all these delays and all that stuff. So it, it isn't completely far off um, from what we were Absolutely, what yeah. we were thinking. Um, there are also horrible rumors uh, uh, that also solidify a lot of our fears that we expressed earlier on. At first, at the very first. In the very beginning, you know, uh, um, before everything became so, so official, which is that Disney would start shoving away certain certain franchises and certain movies that belong to to Fox yeah uh, namely the Kingsman films because uh, there were supposed to be a lot of spin-offs and everything um, now Kingsman 3 is in is in post-production or uh, pre-production Pre. which seems to be it's still headed towards the right path. Um, but since it's still in pre-production and the deal solidifies hundred percent in January, I don't know. I mean, it isn't too far fetched mm-hmm. for Disney to just pull the plug. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, you get that, you get rumors about Deadpool, um, you know, and now with like the stuff that's happening on Netflix, I think this is going to be, we're going to start seeing a lot of these things happening to where Disney is going to start becoming, you know, the, the, um, dark galactic empire. Here's, here's what I think though should happen. Okay. Logically speaking. And sure. I, I, I'm talking purely on a business perspective with the exception of everything superhero. Mm-hmm. I think other companies should come 
and buy these properties. Mm. Kingsman could mm. be acquired by, let's say, what Warner Brothers yeah, or Universal or, or Warner Brothers or whatever, and so on. And so that these franchises can live on, yeah, and have a life of their own, and they are profitable. Mm-hmm. And Disney will be making more money that way, I think, than if they keep it at Disney and and Mickey Mouse. Yeah, the heck out of Die Hard or sure, or Kingsman sure. or whatever. So I think that would be the most logical solution in in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just scary to see all these pieces moving because, and we expected this. We, yeah. we definitely and, and with definitely Deadpool, we're gonna see it. this uh, at Christmas. They're testing. Yeah, they're PG testing 13 a PG thirteen Deadpool with thirty to forty minutes of extra of new footage. content and and footage exactly. and all that so. stuff. So. I don't know, man. I don't know. The world is a changing. Mm-hmm. The tide is shifting. The, the world is Mickey Mousing. Drink up me Mickey Mousing, <laughs> yo ho. <laughs> but there are a couple of quick things I, I just want to like say very super quickly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So you talked about John Williams at first. Yeah. So we we do hope he gets super better super Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Because Star Wars is right yeah, around the corner yeah, and yeah, we're selfish yeah. people and we want him to compose <laughs> the last one uh, and live forever, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's one. And two, we're talking about uh, the possible dates of Avengers, the, the trailer. Mm-hmm. So... It seems December. that December-ish, yeah. that's what people are saying. Yeah, that, that does seem to be the date. Yeah, I hope so. I can't wait. I can't yeah, I mean, wait. yeah, that, te- that teaser is going to be quite epic, no. quite epic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be worth a snap. Um, <laughs> here we are finally uh, at the uh, Lebanese box office breakdown. So let's, uh, let's get into it real quick. Let's not waste too much time. In at number five is Goosebumps 2 with 3,694 uh, entries this uh, week. Yep. At number four, you have uh, Mr. Venom, who is... Still here? Still here, still still here and doing well. (laughs) 6,363 for the total week. uh, uh, Sorry, yeah. No, 6,363, yeah. And has made almost 40,000 entries Uh, in three weeks. Yep. Uh, Number three is still my favorite film so far from this year. A Star is Born with 7,024 entries this week. Could you spot me with with the total so far? Of course. It is uh, just half a second. 17,000. We have 17,000 entries around that. Okay. Three of them are mine. <laughs> In at number two? Number two, you have uh, Johnny English, who's also doing really well. Uh, 9,635 entries with a total of 87,000 wow. entries. I mean, he did strike again. Yeah. People uh, like Mr. Mr. Bean. In their head, it's Mr. Bean. That's a thing. And finally, <laughs> still at number one, only to prove Hadi right from last week, yeah. um, is Nadine Labake's Kafar Naum with uh, 16,682 entries this week and a total run of... 131,000. Well done. Well done, Lebanon. So well happy. done. Kafanaum team. Uh, yeah. V- v- I mean, uh, let, let's dig into it. It's a very, it's still very interesting. I'm, I'm super happy that Kafanaum is still number one. Uh, that's for sure. I still think it will be, even though there is some competition next week, but I do think it'll clinch the first. Yeah, I, I do not think it's going to be enough competition, though. Yeah. 
Um, it, it will be an interesting, uh, uh, it'll be very interesting. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is going to do in comparison to exactly. A Star is Born. Um, because uh, overseas, the critics seem to be mostly unhappy with the film. Okay. So it's, it's. Uh, I'm not going to get into it too much, mm-hmm. but that does seem to be the case. So I'm, I'm curious to see um, if a Lebanese audience is going to uh, attach itself to this particular film or not. Um, so it depends how more many, so on on than a star is born. It also depends on how many Queen fans you have because it is Freddie Mercury story. Yeah, after, but after but all. you know Lebanon. Lebanon is a big fan of that that era of of music. I think you've got a lot yeah. of Lebanese people who are interested in but, Queen. But I know it, that for a fact. But is it enough? That's that's the question. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see. We'll find out. Next we week. will have to find out. Um, and as far as I mean, uh, the surprise here is Goosebumps too, making it up to number five. Actually. It makes sense. It's a kids' Halloween, movie. Halloween, kids, yeah, yeah. And and first man is at number six. Yeah, first man isn't even in the top five, yeah. which basically matches what it's been doing around the world. Yeah, uh, which is that critics seem to love it, audiences seem to not. Yep. Um. So it is. It is very interesting here. Um. And Johnny English, man, Rowan Atkinson, what a man. Yeah. I I feel he's like. Good guy, funny person, nice person to hang out with. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to go to a pub and, and yeah, sit and chill like with have Rowan a Atkinson. Have a pint with him. Have a pint of beer. Yeah. Um, and uh, Venom's still at number four. I just, I can't understand what But again, people... it's logical. Look, I've had endless conversations because yeah, yeah, I don't I, yeah, like it. Yeah, And people like it. So there's this ongoing debate about this film. But people are enjoying it. People so. just love debating. Yeah. Kind of like we did a little oh, earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about uh, as far as the uh, box office? I think, I mean, it's I mean, pretty much settled now. Yeah. Unless something really drastic happens next week, I think we'll be having the same conversation. I, I think it's going to be pretty much similar with the entry. Uh, with the entry of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, and uh, Nutcracker. Nutcracker in the form. For, for, yeah, for I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how that competes uh, next week because it is a very Christmassy film, and I just don't think we're in that mood just yet. Yeah, but it's also a Disney film, so that sells. True, it's a, true. It's targeted to a younger audience. Younger girls, yeah. you know, that, I think you ballet know, classes are going to be watching ballet it, yeah. and Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. Okay, on to script to screen recommends. What do you have a recommendation for us this week, Mr. Hadi? So, you know, I didn't have lunch today, and uh, I told <laughs> you that, and I'm really hungry. And uh, I had a recommendation, and then I just... I shifted it to another one. Okay. Uh, so I'm recommending Chef. I knew you were going to say, I had a feeling you yeah. were going to say that. Yeah. Because I know how much of a John Favreau fan you are. I love John Favreau and I really love this movie because, the, again, we go back to the everlasting heart. Heart, 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 heart. It is such a happy movie and it's such a unique bond between John Favreau and his son and that road trip he takes. And even if I was stuffed yeah. and I had eaten, I don't know, like Christmas dinner and I put chef on I will get hungry man <laughs> I want those Cubano sandwiches and the music is is super nice in the movie it's fun music it's just full of life positive vibes this guy getting his life together a Michelin star chef goes on the road in a food truck with his kid and it, it's such a nice movie it, it, it is one of those movies when you're having a crappy day just put it on DVD or watch it on Netflix or wherever it is and, and just 
see what happens to you. Spe- speaking of crappy days, we didn't get to mention this a little earlier, but there has been a theft on the Mandalorian set. Yes. Um, really quick, which I, I'm sorry for John Favreau for having to deal with this yeah. because now they're panicking that whatever was stolen, it's actually uh, equipment. And uh, some of that equipment is a, a few cameras and yep. they're afraid that there are there is sensitive material on those cameras. So I really hope they find them yep. and the Mandalorian doesn't... Um, isn't is tainted by uh, the dark side. Let's <laughs> just uh, say that. As for my recommendation this week, it is going to be a little predictable, but here it is. Anyway, I am going to recommend Pirates of the Caribbean, oh, okay. The Black Pearl. I thought you were going to recommend Daredevil, by the way. Um, I mean, the series? Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It's kind of a given. We spoke about it. But uh, no, I am going to recommend Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, um, the one that started it all. It's such a brilliant and fun film, it is, and it, it does is. have a lot of heart. Great music, some great sequences. Um, it's just stellar. It's a stellar, yeah. stellar, stellar film. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to delve into it too much and talk about it too much because I mean, it's 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 a classic. Yeah, it's literally a classic. And um, if we're about to enter into a new age of new Pirates of the Caribbean stories with new pirates, might as well bid Jack Sparrow a farewell the right way Absolutely. with The Curse of the Black Pearl. On that note, we're going to end our episode today. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Our screeners always, always, always devoted. Uh, we love it when you guys share uh, uh, your posts on, on social media yeah. and you tell us that you're listening to us and that you love our, our conversations and, and what we tackle. I just actually received uh, another message from um, uh, one of my friends who, okay. who just told me she's like I'm loving your podcast um, wow so I, I think I mean you, we're really, super happy you. Lebanon we are you guys are are killing it yeah uh, uh, with with our podcast which is amazing because we have around 108 subscribers uh, from Lebanon it's the toppest you know it's the the number one yeah. uh, uh, in, in the geo distribution it's the number one spot right now um, with Sweden second hello Sweden hello IKEA and uh, uh, the UK and then the US and a few other countries that follow so Thank you so, so much. If you want to follow us on social media, specifically on Instagram, you can do so uh, on my end at Alan Mahana and on my end at Solo. You can also listen to our podcast on Anremi, Spotify, Podchaser, Podbean, uh, Apple iTunes, and wherever uh, your any, podcasts anything, can be heard. Wherever you, you We're going to be doing a massive, uh, 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 you know, uh, outreach uh, to to spread ourselves uh, more on more platforms yeah. regarding uh, a podcast. You can also watch our show on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. You can catch our film analysis uh, uh, on my IGTV channel. You can also catch uh, my mini conversations live on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash script screen pod. There won't be one this week, but we will get back into yeah. it next week. This week is a little crazy. We've got a lot to, to, to do and a lot to watch. Um, uh, you know, we've got two premieres this week, which is exciting. Uh, the Nutcracker and the Four Realms and Bohemian Rhapsody. So we're super excited. We're going to get to see those, but yeah. both had and I need to kind of talk about it. Are, so are we going to do two movies of the week next week? We, I think we should like. Kind wow. Of, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this should be interesting for next we'll week. We'll see how we'll like cut it out. <laughs> we're gonna we'll, have we'll, to like figure figure it out. Maybe uh, talk less news to give yeah, yeah, both we'll, of those films. Absolutely, uh, I, I'm down for that. Enough enough yeah. time. Um, you know because. Why not? Yeah. Right. Why not? So again, thank you guys for listening to us. Make sure you. You know, reach out, contact us. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, any suggestions you have, anything you want us Absolutely. to talk about, yeah. we're ready. We, we are super ready, and, and we love we love constructive criticism and 
We love you guys. You're the best screeners in the world. <laughs> well, they're the only screeners in the world. Oh, they're the best ones. <laughs> so thank you again, guys, for tuning in. As always, make sure you go to the movies, support cinema, and watch our recommendations and let us know what you think. Maybe even share your recommendations. Yes. From Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, I'm Alan. This has been Script to Screen. We will see you next week. Bye-bye, guys. See you.